walking in the forest, I feel so at ease. But it's not just because my dog is with me, though I'm sure that helps. No, there's always been something appealing to me, something peaceful about being in a forest. The Japanese have a name for it, Shinrin-yoku, forest bathing. And the physiological effects of forest bathing, walking through a forest, are real. Lower blood pressure, lower concentrations of stress hormones, lower pulse rate compared to walking in city environments. But why? Could it be beauty? On this episode of The Conjectural, experiencing beauty in forests and clouds and fractals, and on how seeing natural things in the outside world may be what's affecting how you feel in your inner world. I'm Robert Frederick. I'll be the first to admit, when I first saw a Jackson Pollock painting, I didn't think much of it. If you're not familiar with the work, search for it on the internet and you'll see pictures of swirls and lines of paint and splotches. Pollock applied paint to his canvases by putting the canvases on the floor and standing or kneeling on them in order to spread the paint about, and not necessarily using even a brush, in splotches and swirls. Or, as James Cirillo, a psychology professor at Wake Forest University, puts it, But when an art teacher persuaded me that I really should take a look at and study Pollock's paintings, I finally figured out to stop evaluating them based on what they looked like and start paying attention to how I felt when I looked at them. It was like being in a forest. Wow, how does that work? Some scientists have described what we see in a Pollock painting as fractal. But that's a term that is being used in multiple ways. The more familiar way the term fractal is used is to describe things that are self-similar, like the leaves on a fern that are the same shape as you go along the fern, but they get smaller and smaller towards the tip. Under this definition of fractal, Pollock's paintings somehow mimic the natural, the organic. Except when I look at a Pollock painting, I don't see fractals, but just splotches of color that don't look at all organic to me. So what's going on that a Pollock painting can make you feel at peace in the same way that you might feel when you are forest bathing? This is where James Cirillo's work comes in. He studies how our eyes signal what is going on in our brains. I wanted to ask you, there was a, a study that came out, and it was a correlation study, a crazy correlation study, between the number of trees, and this has to do with your fractal work, the number of trees in Toronto okay. on a street, on every street, okay. 
pulling the socks apart together. And then the healthiness of the people who lived on those feet. I and don't know that study. Okay, but, but, but I wanted to, to ask you because they found that if there were 10 more trees on a street than the average, then the people were healthier and they controlled for everything from, you know, okay. you know their, their socioeconomic status to their age, everything like that, right? Yeah, sure. And I wondered whether or not, because of the work that you've done with the fractal stuff, is if you could tell me a story that would make sense of that study, but with the fractal, like you see the fractals when you look at yeah. trees, sure. your eyes. They should make fractal patterns. But when looking at trees, they should, um, because trees are thought to be fractal, um, they should make fractal patterns. So it should differentiate the trees, looking at the trees, versus the other part where you're looking at houses and pavements, etc. So that should be true. And um, there is another study where a man a while back looked at the fractal pattern of heartbeats. Do you know the study? Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Then that would be the relationship. Apparently healthy heartbeats are fractal-like. Um, unhealthy heartbeats are non-fractal-like. And this is the other definition of fractal, the term Mandelbrot coined and described perhaps best in his book published in 1982 titled Fractals and the Geometry of Nature. Fractals aren't just self-similar shapes that get ever smaller, though that is one way of using the term fractal, but patterns that get repeated at smaller scales. But the patterns don't just have to be patterns in space. They can also be patterns in time. There is the sense that um, looking at trees and at clouds and things like that make you more calm or, or put you in a better state of mind or mood. Well, actually, it's not more calm. It's fract it should be fractal-like. And fractal-like patterns are actually irregular patterns. They're not the most calm, if you remember the heartbeat study. Indeed, regarding patterns in time, cardiologists and statisticians have known for a couple of decades now that if your heart is healthy, plotting its real-time resting heart rate over time isn't steady at, say, 60 beats a second. A healthy heart rate doesn't display a nice sine wave either. It also isn't spiky. Instead, it's fractal. So, for example, over 30 minutes, even though you're resting the whole time, your heart rate might go up for a whole minute to around 90 beats per minute. Or it could hover minute by minute between 50 and 60 beats per minute. It might sink down to 45 and then hover at 70 and 80 beats a minute for a few minutes. It doesn't appear to your eye to be a pattern at all. Instead, a graph of it might look like a mountain range or a coastline. They're fractal too. If you look at this room, virtually everything is a geometric structure. Um, but if you look at nature, it doesn't look at all like this room. 
And when you look at something natural or fractal, including computer-generated fractal patterns that are designed to mimic nature, Shirillo and his colleagues have found that your eyes, your pupils, get bigger and smaller over time in a fractal pattern too. So we, when our eyes are resting or moving or darting about in fractal patterns as we see trees or clouds or Jackson Pollock paintings, that is appealing and that's the state that we prefer. In other words, that's what we've been seeing, what all animals have been seeing throughout all our evolution. And just looking at the signs, streets, houses, buildings, all the stuff we've constructed out of straight lines, that may be what's stressing us out. So it could be that returning to nature calms us back down with what we're seeing, nature's fractals which have been shown to cause our eyes, not only our pupils to dilate in and out in fractal patterns over time, but looking at nature's fractals have been shown to cause our eyes to move about in fractal patterns. Could that in turn be causing our hearts also to beat in fractal patterns too? I mean, this show is called The Conjectural, right? But is that? Shirillo's conjecture, too? I asked him about it. So, is there, is there some tie between pupil dilation and fractal rates and healthy heartbeat fractal rates? Or is it more... That, that, that is an unknown that I would very much like to look at. So that would be the tie between the other research an interesting piece in and of itself and potentially a lifespan. So have you done a study then where when the pupil is in a fractal pattern, have you asked people how they're feeling? So that's another question to ask. Um, you could like to jump to the conclusion, but as a scientist, I'm not supposed to do that. Um, so I don't know. Just so that we're on the same page, what is the conclusion that you would jump to? Um, You're shaking your head. I'm shaking my head no, uh, but I won't make a conclusion um, where I don't have evidence. What I, what I can't do here, what I, I could do if I had infinite time is if <laughs> in my day you want to look at the relationship of where the eye is looking, what the pupil size is, and what the rating is for each time your eye jumps from a bright spot to a dark spot to a bright spot to a dark spot. Um, I've got all that data. Too many data, data points for me to try to get, get a program for to slash all that data into one. But it's a doable for someone who wants to sort of get a, a very ambitious graduate student is what you need. James Sorello is a psychology professor at Wake Forest University. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. I, I really thank you. I appreciate it.
You've been listening to The Conjectural, a show that's running an experiment. The data for this experiment? Your feedback to theconjectural.com, where you can also give the support that makes this show happen, download a transcript, and subscribe. Support for this episode comes from listeners like you. Thank you. I'm Robert Frederick. Follow me on Twitter at The Conjectural. Thanks for joining us.